0: Listen, both of these things can be true. One, Ben Roethlisberger's terrible. Two, taking him out of there. Wow. No. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers, which, believe it or not, will still come your way bright and early every weekday morning, win or lose, if you're into hockey and or baseball. Feel free to check out my daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Bengals 24, Steelers 10. And you know, I could actually begin and end this episode right there. There's not a whole heck of a lot more that needs to be said. The worst loss to Cincinnati here at home since 1995. You know, since Three Rivers Stadium. And yet, neither the score, nor the opponent, nor the history between these franchises comes close to summarizing how horrid this offense has become. If there's progress being made on any front, it's escaping me. If there's regression, that we want to talk about i'm all ears because i'm seeing a lot of things go backward the offensive line and it all starts there don't kid yourself there's only one topic a with this team and there will only remain one topic a for the remainder of this season the offensive line was worse in this game than in either of the first two That despite facing a defensive front that wasn't bringing nearly as much heat. The scope of the mistakes that were made. And there wasn't a positive in the bunch. Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, Trey Turner, Chooks Okorafor. All of them. Awful. Awful. The wide receivers... Missing Deontay Johnson and exempting Juju Smith-Schuster, not because Juju got hurt, but because Juju doesn't fit into this category, the wide receivers were awful. Chase Claypool was awful. James Washington was awful. All the drops were awful. Najee Harris had three drops himself, and they were just on little flicks behind the line of scrimmage. The tight ends weren't a heck of a lot better if they were at all. Pat Fryermuth did have his first NFL touchdown. Yay for that. But he, too, had a drop. I don't think I've ever seen this young man drop a football until this game, and I'm including practices and drills. Eric Ebron, of course, had to chime in with his own two drops, one of them just a doozy right over the middle, right between the eight and the five. So you'll notice I'm checking off Virtually every box until I get to the two that matter the most. And yes, there are two. One of them is the offensive coordinator. He, who apparently ran out of plays as the Steelers faced a fourth and ten late in the game and checked down to Najee a mile behind the line of scrimmage. Like, this was this was Buffalo esque. And the only thing dumber than that was Mike Tomlin's explanation for why that play occurred. We had fired all our bullets at that juncture um, in terms of some of our play selection, man. Um, you know, it just wasn't a good enough play to get in there. And they had obviously a picket fence, if you will, because of situations just like the conversation we were having over here. They're going to allow you to probably throw and catch the ball in front of them, but you got to do some things after that they had a bunch of guys running along the goal line um like happens when it's whatever fourth and goal from the eight or nine or whatever it was they ran out of plays what do i even do with that i could do the whole show just on that they ran out of plays and thought it was okay to say that to us what do you do with that Oh, I'll tell you what you don't do with it. What you don't do with it is take everything that I just mentioned and include that the quarterback himself was bad and isolate the entire conversation down to, well, let's just replace Ben. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you do your studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format works for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Do not in any way, shape, or form interpret this as some defense of Ben. All those awful descriptions that you heard from me in the first portion of this, multiply them seven times over, and you'll have what I think about Ben's own performance. He didn't see the field. He didn't move the ball when he needed to move it. He took some of his own sacks on those rare occasions when he actually had time, and then those interceptions, the one in particular, might have been one of the worst decisions slash throws I've ever seen from Ben. And you don't need me to describe which one or to revisit it. He was terrible, but you have nothing to gain by going to a Mason Rudolph or a Dwayne Haskins or any of the other stuff that I'm sure is bouncing all over the place. Because if you think Ben is struggling within all of these other circumstances, the mind just staggers at what would happen to Mason with those happy feet and to Dwayne with his inability to read the field at all. This would be a train wreck of epic proportions which nobody wants and which benefits the team in no way. It just doesn't. Regardless of what you think of where this season is heading now, it still very much matters that the Steelers get better. It matters that Najee Harris, the first-round running back, gets better. It matters that this Talented but not all that consistent group of wide receivers gets better. It matters that Pat Fryermuth gets better. It really matters that this offensive line gets better. And any move at quarterback to me risks the whole thing just coming unglued. It really does. I hate to sound a status quo note after that thing we all watched yesterday i'm not blind i'm not immune to it i watched what you watched i just don't believe that changing quarterbacks makes any sense what do you do what do you do now well here's how ben handled that question And we don't we're not going to quit on it we're not going to quit on each other and so Um, you know that that's what you know we'll see when we come in tomorrow we'll look guys in the eye and make sure that no one else is quitting I I don't believe there will be any Uh, won't get it quit from me or, or the coaching staff so that's a pretty good answer huh we'll see what other answers they come up with I just know that one of the questions isn't should you make a change at quarterback certainly not yet it is week three and just because things are going south doesn't mean you need to make it that much worse and drive the car off the edge of the cliff when we come back just one question Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's always brought to you on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly, and George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers. That means they're among the top 5% of all attorneys across the Commonwealth. Learn more about them at L.G.K.G com or by calling 888-842-5454. Lori Coleman has today's J1Q, and she herself labels it Evergreen J1Q. What was the point of that play call? <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Matt Canada has not exactly distinguished himself in his first three games as an NFL Offensive coordinator. He has no clue whatsoever as to what he wants this offense to be. Let's start there. He was kind of making fun of the concept of identity in his interview session with us last Thursday, saying, ah, oh, the identity, whatever, is to score points. No, no. An offense has. An identity, it's based on the skill set in hand, but it also has a certain way that it attacks opponents. It has a certain way that it carries itself through tougher times. How does it get the lead? How does it protect the lead? I will give some credit, Laurie, to the first couple of drives. Don't laugh at that, because I saw the Steelers take the field. As I'd been suggesting here on this show, with a lot of bigger power sets, three tight ends, my goodness, Derek Watt made it onto the field as a fullback, even blocked a couple of times. So I'm not going to be two-faced about this and say, well, here's this thing that I wanted them to do, and they went out and did it, but the plan was terrible. What ended up killing those drives, as you'll recall, were penalties. Penalties were just so damaging early on. This is this is what Ben had to say about the penalties, and he's completely right. Well, yeah, penalties kill you. Um, you know, there were some drive killers in there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's huge. Can't have them. It felt like every time Najee touched the ball, something good would happen and flags would fly. And then he would do it again and flags would fly. And then again, and you can say what you want about the officiating crew. I know they had a reputation coming in for throwing a bunch of flags, but that's part of the game, meaning it's part of your prep. You as a football team have to know what individual officiating crew's own standards are. And these guys had thrown eight holding flags in the first two weeks alone, so you had to be on guard against this. And the Steelers clearly were not. But beyond that, where was the imagination? Where was the creativity? I saw more of Randy Feetner Part 2 out there. All the sideways stuff, all the panic stuff, the fear of going over the middle. I thought that this game offered a chance for the Steelers' offense to assert itself. I really did. I realize now, in hindsight, how how, uh, misguided that now appears because it's just a bad offense. It's a bad offense that will occasionally do good things. And that maybe over time, some of the younger players will become more adept, more consistent, But as we're talking right now, it's just a bad offense. And that very much includes this coordinator. I appreciate the question, Lori. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I hope you both trust and respect that this show is going to, you know, tell it like it is. Uh, You're not going to come here and hear happy stuff after a loss like that. And I know I'll hear about it. Oh, you're Mr. Negative or whatever especially if you're new here and you didn't hear how we discussed the steelers after the buffalo game it's just a matter of calling it like you see it i'm never going to apologize for doing that i appreciate everybody being here and we will in fact have another one of these tomorrow